0: It was in 1787 that a group of early Americans gathered on the steps of Independence Hall. It was the last day of the Constitutional Convention. And our forefathers were inside that hall, and they were crafting the form of government that we would have. And that large crowd gathered there on the steps were anxiously awaiting to see what government we would have And you may have heard uh, the wonderful story, the true story, of what happened as Benjamin Franklin emerged from that constitutional convention. A member of the crowd called out and asked him, what kind of government do we have, a republic or a monarchy? And Benjamin Franklin famously responded, a republic, if you can keep it. Oftentimes, I think we think about peace in that same way. God, what is it that you have have given us? And God says to us, "It's, it's a peace. But then we think that he adds the words, if you can keep it. And so we go through lives, especially in our family, as we're in this family series in Proverbs. We go through our lives trying to keep peace in our marriage. We try to keep peace in the family. We try to keep peace between brothers or brothers and sisters or sisters. We try to keep peace between all the members of the family. We get together for holidays, and we hope that we can somehow try to keep peace. Peace, and yet in the back of our minds, what we're always afraid of is if there are a few moments of peace, it's just temporary. A peace, if you can keep it. And I am so thankful this morning that in Proverbs chapter 1, and we're going to look at one verse, now we'll take an entire passage because we have to have the context. But we're going to look at one verse which helps us to understand there is a peace which is not a temporary peace. It's not a passing peace, but instead it is the peace that passes all understanding. It is a peace that God gives and a peace that God enables us to keep and we will understand. So what is our role in that? And so open your Bibles with me. I hope that you'll have them. Proverbs chapter 1. And remember, always keep your Bibles open, whether it's on your phone, your your iPad, whatever you're looking at. I I hope that you'll keep your Bible open. We're going to be looking at a lot of different passages of Scripture here. Proverbs chapter 1. Let's look at this one verse. And then we'll spend a couple more minutes in introduction. But let's look at this one verse and read it. Listen to me. Listen to the word of God. Proverbs 1, verse 33. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Boy, One more time. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure. Boy, I want that. Dwell secure. The words there mean calm assurance. We need that. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure, and then listen to the last phrase, and will be at ease without dread of disaster. This last week I got to be uh, at a at a gathering of a family that 's here in our church family, As a matter of fact, a couple of families, and they were gathered together around the swimming pool and They had invited my wife and, and me to come over and just spend a little bit of time of fellowship with them and In this gathering that was outside again, it was around the swimming pool, there was a whole lot of folks gathered there was a football flying from one end of the pool. To the other, and then on the crossways of that football flying, there was a frisbee being thrown from individual to individual. As a matter of fact, several throwing it around. Uh, There was a golf club with a plastic golf wiffle ball that was being hit into the air. Then there was a tennis racket with a tennis ball, and that was being hit. There were balls and objects flying everywhere across this pool. And in the midst of this, one individual comes walking through the middle of it and said, boy, you have to really keep your head on a swivel around here. And that is exactly how I think we feel right now in our world. We're having to go through this life with our head on a swivel. We have to make sure that we don't get near anyone. We have to be social distance so that we don't catch anything from anyone. We have to make sure that we don't touch something that someone could be, have touched. We have to make sure that as we go through life, we keep our distance. We have to be constantly watching what's going on so we keep our head on a swivel. And then folks in Arizona thinking that, well, it would be safe to go outdoors. They go outdoors to a mall, and a shooter arrives and begins shooting. It seems like everywhere we go, we have to keep our head on a swivel. And I believe that's what Solomon is writing here in Proverbs chapter 1 when he says, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure." and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Lord, I do want to go through life where even in the midst of all that's happening, I have a peace that is not temporary. I want that lasting peace. And so how do we get there? Listen again. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread Of disaster. Our Heavenly Father bless the reading of your word. Lord, we pray for your will to be done in every heart. Give us open ears and open minds, and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. Amen. All right, so here's the first thing that we need to understand. In the in the Proverbs writer, writing those words, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure. Will dwell secure. That means that there is a path to peace, and its name is wisdom. And so how do we get that? How do we get there? Proverbs 1, verse 33, but whoever listens to me. All right, now I want you to note something there in your your Bible. Again, keep it open. I want you to look at the end of verse 33. There's a punctuation that is used there, and it's a closed apostrophe. It means a closed quote. If you look at the end of verse 33, you're going to see, most likely, closed quotation marks. Well, you would have to go all the way up then to verse 22 to see the opening quotation marks. And what you see there is from verses 22 through 33, that is one long speech that is being given, ending with the words, but whoever listens to me, well then, who's me all right, well, look at verse 20. Verse 20 is the introduction to the speech. Wisdom cries aloud in the street, in the markets. She raises her voice at the head of the noisy streets. She cries out at the entrance of the city gates. She speaks, open quote, how long, O oh, simple ones, will you be simple? And from there, from verse 22 through verse, verse 33, wisdom is speaking And so when you get to verse thirty-three, but whoever listens to me, that's wisdom. She is calling out, "Whoever listens to me will dwell secure." There is a path to peace, and its name is wisdom. And please hear this: We know that the wisdom of God is incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ. He is our wisdom. He is our peace. He is the wisdom of God. Whoever listens to me, that's wisdom calling out. As a matter of fact, it's echoed in Proverbs chapter 2. Look at verse 10 with me. Verse 10 reads, for wisdom will come into your heart. Friends, does that not sound like what Jesus does whenever we turn from our sins and we put our faith in him alone? Jesus comes into our heart. 2.10. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil. When wisdom comes into our heart, when Christ comes into our heart, there we find peace. And friends, I want you to know that the scripture says clearly there is another path. That it doesn't lead to peace. As a matter of fact, again, in your Bibles there, in Proverbs chapter 1, if you glance down at verse 10 of Proverbs chapter 1, the writer of Proverbs is telling us, so here's the other path. Here's the other path. It doesn't lead to peace, but instead it leads to destruction. And it starts in verse 10, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. There is a path to peace, its name is wisdom, and there is another path that you can follow. It's what Jesus was saying when he said there are two roads. There is a narrow road that leads to life, and there is a broad road that leads to destruction. That is exactly what the writer of Proverbs is saying right here. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. And then from 11 all the way through, it describes that other path. And I want you to see the end of that path. Verse 19. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. All right. So there is a path to peace. There is a path to life, and its name is wisdom, and the wisdom of God is Jesus Christ. And when wisdom comes into your heart, when Jesus comes into your heart, he will guard your way. He will watch your way, but there is another path. But it leads to the way of destruction. It leads to the point where your life is taken away. Folks, my very first job after I got out of college was admissions. Many of you remember that. I I worked at OBU, and I was an admissions counselor. That means I was talking with students about coming to school there. And so I have followed closely this college admissions scandal that has been going on among many of the rich and famous, where money would be given to a university or money would be paid to an individual for a son or a daughter to be, gained, to be given admission into that university. And we find that these folks who are well-known, popular celebrities with a lot of money, they chose a path that was not wise. And now we see pictures of people who are walking into courtroom on almost a daily basis. We see the pictures of celebrities who are now getting ready to go to jail. And the scripture is always right. Those who are greedy for unjust gain, the life will be taken away. And so friends, what scripture is teaching us, there is a path. Please hear that. There is a path to peace in its name. Is wisdom. And so the scripture says, but whoever listens to me, that's wisdom calling out, whoever listens to me, which helps me to understand point number two. This is a peace that is not dependent upon others or circumstances. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure. Which means that this is a peace that's not dependent upon others or circumstances but boy so many times that's what we think about peace we think well if if that person would just start acting right then i would have peace or if my circumstances would just change then i would have peace and so we start thinking boy if if i could just get out of this marriage then i would be at peace or if i could get into marriage then I would be at peace. Boy, if I could just get out of this house someday, someday I'm gonna be out of this house and then I'll, be, I'll have peace. Or if I can get into a house, then I will have peace. If I could get more money, I would have peace. Or if I could spend more money, then I would be at peace. And here is the lie from Satan and it is a subtle lie, but boy, it is such a dangerous and damaging and damning lie, just like every lie from Satan is. Please hear this, the lie from Satan is, if you could change others or your circumstances, you would have peace. Now listen to that. If you could change others or your circumstances, then you would have peace. And friends, that's not what the Scripture teaches. Scripture teaches whoever listens to me will find peace. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure. Whoever listens to me will be at ease and without dread of disaster. It is not a peace that is dependent upon others or circumstances. But that's what we think. If I could just change a few things, but instead, Scripture says, it is dependent upon something. What is this peace dependent upon And so look with me at verse 23. The scripture is so clear. If you turn at my reproof. Friends, listen, that is the one condition of having lasting peace. If you turn at my reproof, listen to what will happen. Behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. If you simply turn at my reproof. And friends, if you're wondering, okay, what does the Bible mean, turn at my reproof? Did you know that from the very first sin of humankind, God has been showing us what it means to have his reproof? Listen, Genesis chapter 3. Do you remember as soon as Adam and Eve have sinned? The Bible says that Adam and Eve immediately knew that they were naked and they went and hid themselves. And then they heard the sound of God walking in the cool of the garden. And if you remember, the scripture says, and God called out to Adam, where are you? That was God calling Adam and Eve to turn. If you turn at my Reproof. Every time we are confronted with a temptation, every time we deal with a sin, God will be right there ready to say, come to me. Don't take that path. Come to me. It happens again in Genesis chapter 4. If you remember, Cain brings an offering, and, and it, that offering is not accepted. And what is Cain's response? It's anger against God. And God brings a reproof at our Cain. Why are you angry? Why is your face fallen, Cain? If you do well, won't you be accepted, Cain? Turn. God brought that reproof to Adam. He brings that reproof to Cain. It brings us to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Where the scripture says, no temptation takes you but such as is common to man. But God will provide a way of escape. Sometimes we are tempted to take a path. And God is there with his reproof. Saying, if you'll turn at my reproof. If you'll follow this path that I'm laying out for you. You will find peace. It's what Jesus said to Peter. Whenever Jesus said, Peter, Satan has demanded to have you, to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. And when you turn again, strengthen your brothers. Peter turned back. Friends, whether you're facing a temptation... And God is calling you away from that path. Don't take that path. He's providing a way of escape. If you turn right then, you will not experience that sin or the consequence of that sin. You will stand strong against that temptation in Jesus Christ. Don't take that path. Or even if you do sin, if you succumb to a temptation and you're wondering, okay, so what about me? I didn't avoid that temptation, but instead I walked into it and I sinned. What happens then? There is still the openness from God for you to turn. It's what happened to David at, a, at the time when all kings were going to war. David the king did not go, and he puts himself in a place where he shouldn't have been. He sees Bathsheba and the temptation to take her, and he succumbs to that temptation. But when God, through his prophet Nathan, confronts David, David turned. If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you. And friends, if you're wondering, so what does this, what's this reproof like I want you to know that in the most beautiful Hebrew language, the word reproof there has at its very root the word among. In the midst of, if you turn at my being right there with you, if you experience me, if you'll listen to me and turn from that reproof, I will pour out my spirit upon you. Friends, God will always be right there. When Adam and Eve sinned, God was right there. When Cain sinned, God was right there. When David sinned, God was right there. He was in the midst. He's calling, turn at my reproof. Don't go that way. And friends, I want you to know this is for all of us. This is not just, if if you're right now, you're thinking, boy, I know of a lost person who needs to turn at God's reproof. Absolutely. God will speak to their heart. God will convict of sin. And we pray for folks who need to turn at God's reproof. But I want you to know this word is for the saved as well. Even as saved people. Christ living in our heart, we still experience temptation. Satan still wants to try to destroy your witness. He wants to destroy the work that God desires to do in you. And so God is constantly calling us. He's right there with us. He is among us. He's in the midst of us, calling us to the path that leads to peace. And it's for all of us in the sense of, if you remember how verse 33 opens, but whoever, whoever. Boy, there are a lot of beautiful words throughout all the Bible. Jesus is the name that is above all names. Grace may be one of the most beautiful words in the English language, but I'm telling you, in God's holy word, whosoever may be one of the most beautiful words but whosoever listens to me whosoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life romans 10:13 whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved rich or poor uneducated or educated You have a home or you're homeless. It does not matter your ethnicity or your nationality. It doesn't matter your culture, the nation you were raised in. It does not matter whoever listens to me. And friends, I close with this God so desires for you to know this peace. Do you remember how we, we went back to verse 20? Wisdom cries aloud. Did you hear how over and over again God is having wisdom speak forth? God is having wisdom call out. We know that the theme of the entirety of God's word, the theme of the Bible is God saves. But I want you to know close to that, a a, a theme that could be second place to God saves is God calls. Friends, this isn't a secret path. This isn't a path that only a few who have been initiated will know about. It says wisdom cries aloud in the street. Wisdom goes to the markets, to the ordinary places of life. Wisdom is calling out because God speaks to us throughout every moment of our day. I remember Tommy Merritt when he, when he preached just a couple of Wednesdays ago and he talked about the ordinary things of life. He was using the woman at the well. He was talking about the mundane things of life that God uses those moments. That's exactly what this, this, the Proverbs writer is saying here. In the streets, in the marketplace, at the gates, out in public, God calls you. And I, and I, I really... I want you to hear verse 23. If you turn, I will pour out my spirit upon you. I will make my words known to you. And then listen to 24. I have called. Listen to what God is saying to us. I have called. And you refuse to listen. I have stretched out my hand. And no one is heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. Do you not hear over and over again, God is saying, I called. Right in that moment of temptation, you saw the way of escape. That was God speaking to you. Even in the midst of sin, you sensed conviction in your heart. As a matter of fact, that conviction happens immediately. We sin and immediately the Holy Spirit convicts us. That's God saying, turn, come back. Folks, I also hope that you heard in verse 24, as often as God is called, did you see what oftentimes our response is? So many times I think people say, you know what, I'm not living in really bad sin. I'm not living in open hostility against God. But instead, here's what we're doing, verse 24, because you have ignored what you did, you just ignored it you would have none of my reproof. You refused to listen. I stretched out my hand and you didn't take it. Sean, come here for just a moment, please. I want to use a quick illustration. I want you to go back just about three months ago. I want you to go back to the days that were barbaric when we could actually shake hands with one another. I want you to think back about that time and I know it seems like a year ago, it was just about three months ago, we were able to greet one another. We could shake hands. And if you remember, what normally happens when you shake hands with someone is you reach out their hand and they reach out theirs. But I want you to listen again what the scripture says here God says, I stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because when we ignore God, we just keep our hands down our side. Folks, if you notice, I didn't put my hands up in hostility. We think, well, I'm not doing any really bad sin. It's not like I'm fighting against God. But all I did is just. Friends, that's what the, the, the Proverbs writer is saying here. I stretched out my hand. Friends, if we just keep our hands down on our side, we just ignore. We can't receive God's gift of peace, forgiveness, and eternal life. If we just keep our hands behind our back and just I'm just going to act like I didn't hear him. God is saying, open up your hands. One of the pictures you saw up there, boy, every every year when we do this, that gets more and more difficult to, to watch that video. One of the pictures you saw up there was Glenn Boyd. And over the last probably 10 years, as many of you know, Glenn dealt with a lot of pain. It was pain that started at the top of his head and, and really it was just pain all over his body. And because of that intense pain that he was often injured in, in Glenn got to the point where he lived with fear a lot. He, he didn't want to be alone. For fear that there would be that moment where the pain would just become overwhelming, and so he became anxiety. Really started entering in and fear of being alone. And so it was that in the midst of this coronavirus, uh, Glenn started having some difficulties with breathing, and and so they they had to come and pick him up in an ambulance at the house and take him to the emergency room and Janine or his daughters were not gonna be able to be with him. Through every surgery that Glenn has gone through over the last 10 years, every night in the hospital that he spent over those 10 years, either Janine or his daughters were always with him. 24 hours, they never left his side. All through that, and now here they were in a position where they could not be with him. When Glenn got out of the hospital, they returned him back home in an ambulance. They brought him inside. And as Glenn was being wheeled into his house, his wife and daughters noticed that he was looking around the room like he was looking for someone. And one of the daughters said, Dad, who are you looking for? And he said... He's not here. And they said, Who's not here, Dad? And he said, When the ambulance picked me up and took me to the hospital, as it pulled up to the emergency room, they opened the doors, and there was a man there who greeted me. And he said, Hi, Glenn. I'm going to be here with you. You won't be alone. I'm going to take care of you. And Glenn said, every day when I was in the hospital, if I ever looked down at my hands, there was always a third hand holding my hand. He said I never saw him. I saw him that one time when they opened the door. They, I never, I never saw him in my room, but I always knew he was there. I could feel his presence. He was always behind me, and sometimes he would be holding my right hand, and then sometimes he would be holding my left hand, but anytime time I looked at my hands, there was always a third hand. And he said, when the ambulance pulled back up at the house, he was standing there, and he said, you're back home now, Glenn, and they're going to take care of you. And when I got inside, I, I was looking around because I thought maybe he would be in here. God says to us, if you turn, just come home. I will make you dwell secure. Psalm 4.8 Psalm chapter 4, verse 8. I want you to listen to this beautiful verse. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. We stay a night or two in a hotel. We dwell at home. And God calls us home. And friends, I want you to know, sometimes we think about peace just being in the someday. I love that old hymn, Negro Spiritual, There Will Be Peace in the Valley. But if you hear those words, there will be peace in the valley someday. And I want you to know God is saying to you right now, you can have peace right now. I will come and dwell in you. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that someone right now would experience that peace that is not temporary. It is a lasting, eternal peace. Lord, I pray that Jesus Christ would be so real to someone right now. That, Lord, someone right now would say, Lord, I know I have sinned against you and I deserve to die, but I believe Jesus died for me and rose again. Lord, I give my life to you. Come into my heart and save me. Lord, I pray that today someone would dwell secure. Someone would experience the everlasting peace without dread of disaster. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.